Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Prepare to be couched. Welcome, everybody, to a Couch Divided podcast. My name is Nick Thomas. Uh, alongside with me, as always, the beautiful and wonderful Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, hello. Hello. I feel like I should walk out onto a stage after that's that what it sounded like, like. introduction and kind of take like a bow curtsy. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I, I, I imagined hello. you going hello yeah, with your hand right. waved. Like the queen. Yeah, yeah like the queen. <laughs> yes. Subconsciously, I'm like... <laughs> Yes. We're responding to all of the stuff in the media. <laughs> <clears throat> it's very hard to say like the king, even though that would be accurate now, huh? Right. <laughs> oh, I, doesn't he have to go through like a whole process of actually being like, like I don't know. Sworn in I have no clue. Me and my mom were trying to figure out how that works. And I'm like, I should, I should feel ashamed of I'm, not yeah, really knowing I how actually, that works. I don't but. know either. <laughs> I'm, if we've got anybody listening in the UK, um, we're really, we don't mean to be We're offensive. so yeah. ignorant. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, well, actually, we've got lots of people listening in like English Commonwealth countries like Canada and Australia. So we also don't mean to insult you guys. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm certain. That's we should have back house uh, cast. <laughs> um, um, I feel like that, like she sounded like a football player, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, an athlete saying it that way. Yeah, she is an athlete. That yeah, yes, getting ready to have her fourth baby. Definitely, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Kind of <laughs> I yeah. know. <laughs> we love you guys. Anyway, um, um, yeah. Hi, Nick. Yeah, and we're not on a stage. We're in my office slash son's bedroom. I like it. Recording. Yeah, I always like recording in here. Do you? Oh, yeah. Why? I don't know. It just feels official because it's like a room. It's all. Oh, and we can close the door. Yeah, it's, it's, it's enclosed. <laughs> this is where the business takes place. All that stuff. <laughs> that you know is such I mean? a, like, a great just like bouquet of different psychological. Sure. <laughs> official. Uh-huh. Yeah. Official. Right. It's like when you get the auth- uh, 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 the certificate of authenticity, nothing really changes, but it's really but nice it to have like, it. Yeah. It's yeah. Nice to have this is the, official. Right. The. The certification. Right. It's got the stamp on there and everything. Right, the seal of approval. <laughs> it makes no difference. Human, <laughs> but you got it. Are, yeah. are pretty predictable. It's like that in marriage, too, as well. Does what? it feel official until you sign on that, uh, you know, uh, that license? You know and, what? It makes it I, official. Like, I would, so, I would, like, I felt like it was official as soon as Jeff and Luke were like, and now. Kiss the bread. You're married. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so and but sealed it with a kiss, a kiss, right? So something always has to take place for a definitive thing. That's Actually, true. We see this in the Bible too, as well. And I can get into a huge theological lesson, but we see the start of the church being a covenantalist, Genesis three fifteen, right? I uh, will put enmity between what you know, like uh, your offspring and hers, and he'll crush right. your head, all that, right? Then we see Pentecost. <laughs> well, we see the atonement, then we see Pentecost, and then we see the fall of the temple. Everything was always in the new covenant, but then, boom, fruition right there, the fall of the temple, you know, made manifest. There's always something that was and then (laughs) made its mark, you know. In case any of you guys are wondering what gets Nick excited. It's this. this, Like, (laughs) send him theology books, send him, yeah, that's, you know, or or actually just reach out to him and talk to him about it. Sure, sure. He loves... Yeah. It's the nature uh, of the way that I counsel. That was our first, yeah. converse, our first conversation, really. Our first real conversation together was Over you baptism, explaining yeah. the difference between pedo and credo baptism yeah. and why there's an argument around. Because yeah. I was mm-hmm. 
And and me as a credo Baptist would convince other credo Baptists to be a pedo Baptist. <laughs> that you did play a devil's advocate. Well, it's right? because like they would use silly arguments such as, well, the babies don't know. Why would you do that? And I'm like, that's not the basis of why <laughs> we're right, a credo Baptist. Ar- right. I mean, it's in there. Yeah. But it's not the whole encompassing argument. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and yeah. this is totally, this is absolutely not the topic of our Yeah, I know. We can go off on the tangents. That's what I said. I was like, I can go off on the tangents. Yeah. Right for those of you that are interested, like, and, and don't know the difference between credo and pedo baptism is the difference between, like, credo is baptism upon like being saved yeah and that you hold is like baptism hold, as a baby you're holding to the confessional creed you right. know of, <clears throat> of christ as lord so believers baptism right right right, 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 right. right. believe that's yes believers baptism yeah, so. yeah anyway there's lots of dissenting opinions around that within sure the body of christ i'm a baptist uh yeah. nick is also mm-hmm. a credo baptist mm-hmm. <laughs> so um and now so is my husband although yeah. when we met he was a pedo baptist yeah. he was a presbyterian mm-hmm. so. yeah that was a heavy burden on him too as oh, well man. to figure that and out that, and it took he wanted to lead you correctly months. yeah it really i admired did. it i admired it so oh, i did too regardless of where he would have landed i would have admired oh, yeah. it because it was he needed a, to be convicted yeah. to where like god he loved you. Yeah. He loved you. He loved your son. Right. He loved his son. Um, and he's like, I got to do the right, right. thing here. Yeah, I, I, I guess gotta, I, don't I don't know enough. It's not yeah. enough to just like hope I'm right. I need to. Settle. I need to understand where I'm going to go. Anyway, yeah. that's yeah. like a whole other. Um, there's lots of info if you guys are interested in that. And, and, out and, there about and the stuff that we're talking about right now actually breathes somewhat into the topic that we want uh, to talk about today. But we'll get that out in a second because we do have housekeeping like uh, like yes. always. Right. And it's not really housekeeping. It's just just uh, just uh, letting you know how you can contact us yes. and where we're at. Uh, contact us at a couch divided podcast at Gmail dot com. And the Couch Divided Pod on Instagram, same name on Facebook. Email us with your questions. Uh, continue to comment on our posts. We like memes. You'll see us posting memes uh, all the time. But we're always coming up with new subjects because you uh, you comment and you listen. And we thank you for listening always. Again, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud if you're listening to this right now. Ignore it. You already know. But if you want to tell a friend and uh, yeah. where, to, where to catch us, please do so. Right, yeah. my fr- my favorite true crime podcast. That's one of their plug pu- like uh, lines. Mm-hmm. Each episode is, "Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend." Yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. It's so hard to feel like as a podcaster, like you're not ripping off the other podcasts that yeah. you. Love. Oh, we all have so hear like hear me, okay? Yeah. Like so, as somebody who couldn't have known this before, doing a couch divided. Yeah. You cannot help yourself but be inspired by people who yeah. do this brilliantly. It's all similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, we we apologize <laughs> for any. What has like, been done will be done again. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what has been done will be done again. You I know. know. What I mean? Anyway, it's weird how we accept what is normative to say, like, like, subscribe and, and share. Right. That's true. That's a pretty. Yeah. Good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody does that. And we don't think that we're ripping off anybody. But if we go tell a friend, oh, I'm ripping. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's it's so weird how we uh, um, dogmatically define what you can say and what you can't say or what is thievery and what is not thievery kind right. of thing in this aspect. I like it. Um, so yeah. this is just like God's timing. Um, and I, I feel like I have to, I won't identify further than this because I haven't asked permission. But oh, your pronouns are like, they are wh- there. No, <laughs> while we're talking, while we're recording this episode, I received a uh, messenger notification for ah. Couch Divided yeah. from a person whose first name is my first name and yeah. is spelled the same way. Oh, wow. So, oh, Robin rockin', with the Y, rockin', unite. Rockin' Robins here. Anyway, they just sent two wonderful memes. <laughs> um, For so, you to post? Yeah, you all yeah. stay tuned. I'll go oh. ahead and give credit. As, I know what Robin you're talking about. I see her all the time. Oh, do yeah. you? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, um, thank you. Please yeah. send us ridiculous, wonderful, like, memes that are both psycholo- like psychological and Christian, it's the, that's the like double very humorous, kill. yeah. Right, what do they call that? Like the double threat, the old what are they? Uh, the double kill, threat, killer combo. Oh yeah, there yeah. You anyway, yeah. that's those are the best. But obviously, we will take any memes, but yeah. <laughs> those are the best kind. Yes. And if they happen to be like a classic arts painting, mm, just better. yeah, you love those. You love the I medieval love ones, them. the classic They're arts so one. 
I saw the Chewbacca that you uh, oh the, that gosh, you posted, and that? you're like, please don't unsubscribe. I know, please don't unfriend <laughs> me. Yeah. Oh, not unfriend. Like, like don't unfollow. Uns- unfollow. Yeah, yeah. unfollow. Yeah. We appreciate you guys hanging <laughs> with my ridiculous funny. humor. I, I looked at that and I go, what? Robin. <laughs> 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 What on earth? I mean, I chuckled. Uh, uh, that's just kind of where I guess that speaks to where my like brain has been recently. So that's yeah. actually a good uh, segue into yeah. our. Do we have any more housekeeping business stuff? No, and, that, and that's pretty much it. Again, a couch divided podcast at gmail.com. Right. Instagram, a couch divided pod, same name, Facebook. You can contact us out there. We'd love to hear from you. Right. So. We w- Yes. We love talking to you guys. We love your insight question all that stuff so Mm -hmm. and we've got some really neat stuff coming up um we don't have a date yet on some of the crossover stuff we've been doing but just stay tuned because Mm -hmm. in the next few weeks i mean few i guess i should probably few weeks in my mom brain means like the next two months three months so like before the end of the year be on the lookout uh because it's yeah, I'm excited. Right. I'm very excited. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, you can check me out on Cups of Cold Water Ministry. Oh, yeah. yes. on Instagram. What um, is Cups of Cold Water Ministry, Nick? Uh, well, that is our, our, my homeless and addiction ministry, and then also a documentary, um, you know, content um, and uh, creation that, that we do. We interview uh, homeless people on the street. Um, you know, we minister to them, share the gospel, uh, bring in uh, food, clothing, water, resources to get off the street, rehabs, detoxes, all that stuff. Um, and we hope to accomplish that. And then on a, on a side from that, as we're doing that, we also, I'm in, interested in people's stories. So I film them and have them tell me their story. And I, I ask think, them I mean, I have yeah. such, I have so much more, uh, just understanding and clarity after watching you know, even just a handful of them about the problem. Right. And it's really, yeah. So and they, and they all have different excellence. If you guys, you know, it does definitely tug at your heartstrings, yeah. um, but it's a totally important ministry. Yeah. Um, that is cups of cold water ministry. You can find that on Instagram YouTube. and you'll, uh, we have so much content right. um, and already. Yeah. Already. If you go on YouTube, right. uh, cups of cold water uh, or youtube.com slash cups of cold water, mm-hmm. you'll see full length interviews. Um, uh, uh, like a docu series kind of thing. Are you thing. guys doing TikTok? Yeah, so okay. TikTok and Instagram, uh, we have like the thirty second, thirty five clips, <laughs> you know, of the interviews. Those, those are from um, uh, full interviews that that you can view on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, just little like teaser. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Cool. So, what's our topic tonight, Nick? Um. Well, I mean, it was interesting because we were talking about theology at the beginning, and and I said as like this, I mean, you know. 70 AD and you know <laughs> obviously when the temple was falling what would that show a definitive mark of the new covenant we're going to be talking something that I think is primarily the cornerstone of how Christians uh, um, live which Jesus is that cornerstone or how, and, how yeah. we're called to live exactly mm-hmm. so and Jesus is that cornerstone but he also says follow me and in order to follow him he also says <laughs> carry your cross so, so yeah, we're so. really talking about the psychology of picking up your cross, what that really means, how if some people have viewed that, right. and we how want we to should yeah, how understand we should yeah how we should understand that, and then what is our minds and how does uh you know our how should that affect like yeah. right our psychology our yeah, emotional our, experience our cognitive experience our behavior it's, it's going to transform your whole life both physical and immaterial right. I mean you're going to acclimate to that environment and you're going to notice a lot of sin in there uh, too yeah. as well so if we want to talk about the dynamics of what it interrupts as well I'm sure we will but. Uh-huh. Um, so the so, psychology of picking up your cross, really, we're, we're going from the overflow of the, the text in Matthew, Matthew um, 16. It really starts in verse 24. Okay. Um, I guess, that, yeah, we'll let's read, read the verse us. and then we'll, uh, we'll go down here. Um, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Forever would save his life, we'll lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get you um, a shirt that says kind, kind of thing. thing. I and say that all the one that says predicated. Yeah, I say kind of thing all along. Christmas time. Okay. Um. But I love, you know, the beginning of this verse too as well. Um, if anyone would come after me, don't. 
don't get me wrong, Arminians, and it's not <laughs> it's not okay. everyone. Yes. Right. <laughs> but it says if anyone would this come after me. This isn't a refutation <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, reformed yeah. theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Deny himself means foregoing oh, his well, will. Yeah. We're going to break this yeah. whole thing down. but And then take up his cross and right. then follow me. So and, that's where we're getting this from. We thought yeah. we should start with... This is not us. <laughs> this is scripture, right? Mm-hmm. This is Christ giving a directive, mm-hmm. right, <clears throat> to take up your cross. So um, I think that's probably like a pretty, well, maybe I'm wrong, but like maybe a more commonly understood or known scripture, like there, it's it's part of Christianese, picking up your cross. Mm-hmm. So I, th- it was my thought that most of us have probably at least heard that, even if you're not sure where it comes from in scripture sure um i've heard people say that uh well i don't want to pick up my cross jesus already did that oh my gosh cheesy showing you actually a difference between what jesus did well, and what you're and, supposed right, to do exactly yeah. right. right so because he though the, never the twain shall meet those two things are actually i think it is because jesus picked up a cross right. yeah so will i yeah <laughs> not uh well, i don't and, you know and he, he does re- we we shouldn't be thinking of this as an invitation in the like we get to make a choice about it sense. Yeah. If you're called by Christ, mm-hmm. you'll be obedient to him. Right. You'll either do it willingly or you'll go kicking and screaming, but don't think for one second that you have enough power to thwart God's sovereignty. Right, right. So like we will pick up our cross. So we you know in in prepping uh deciding like what topics we were going to address or we're going to address, you know, like in the next few months as we come into the close of the year, it really felt important. It was really laid on my heart specifically mm-hmm. that we should talk about this because, um, well, I guess I've been, you know, feeling mm-hmm. more of the weight of it sure. uh, just like recently myself. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and look at the sort of our field uh, of study and practice which is counseling, psychology, and understanding the mind, the tremendous pain that a person goes through. Sure. Right? Let's just talk about addiction for a second. Once an addict, always an addict. In light of this statement, how are you supposed to conform to that? Right. And then what is secular psychology that seeks to say, you don't have to well, pick so, up your okay, cross? Right. So what, yeah. like, this is a, that's a really great example to kind of dissect because the what's motivating mm-hmm. the once an addict, always an addict. So first of all, it's an evolutionary based argument right 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 You're even if they're not acknowledging that predisposed yeah predisposed to yeah. be an addict which means like you can't how are you going to change your dna well mm-hmm. actually we find that like our interaction with the environment does change sh- like mess oh my gosh you guys it's so not the like epigenetics that we thought years ago of mm-hmm. this like 50 every nature, nurture. every empirical study <laughs> within the entire makeup of man whether or not it be homosexuality or anything else has been discovered by genes and environment yeah but the influence yeah. of environment is being found to be like which, much more important yeah in terms of what genes get expressed which is weird because christians shouldn't disagree with that per se no, no. So, because we have something in Genesis that says that we were supposed to rule over our environment, but then what happened? Okay, but that the land is cursed. Yes, that it rebels against us. All we're acknowledging in the empirical evidence is that the uh, uh, the the environment seeks to consume us when we're supposed to what do the. Do the opposite. Right. Be the ones who take dominion over. Christ gives you ability to master your uh, environment. So, So, in in the secular world, in twelve step programs. Mm-hmm. making sure that you re like you reconstruct your identity as an alcoholic or an addict in recovery is based motivated by fear mm-hmm. that if you were to ever pick up another drink again or mm-hmm. another whatever that that like essentially you're now uh yeah, yeah, like yeah. playing with death that yeah um, some some dancing might, with that that was I was like couldn't remember the yeah. word dancing <laughs> yeah recovering alcoholic that uh, ten years sober decides to um, have a drink right they might even consider that a minor relapse oh in, no in they, some it cases. would absolutely be yeah. considered a relapse any minor yeah. like minor mood altering substance but which to me should exclude also coffee and nicotine yeah. but doesn't how far does it go yeah, yeah. so anyway 
that's a totally different <laughs> episode. That, yeah. um, they they have to be motivated out of fear that they would like fall victim to that behavior pattern again um, because there is no ultimate healer. Like you mm-hmm. get to decide who God is within those programs, right? Mm-hmm. I came to believe a power greater than myself. That is as specific as it gets. Mm. Like loved me yeah. and could help me if yeah. I... A like, God of my own understanding. Right. Yeah. And that is so antithetical to mm. scripture. Yeah. God of my own understanding, that's idolatry. Mm. If I get to create God, that's mm. all it is—is is me. And it's I should I should just be making out of clay. Yeah. Right. And 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 and, and so it's like, why would was this great dynamic of understanding a God of your own understanding implemented in solely with addiction, and not like <clears throat> heart surgery, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which really physiologically, <laughs> physiologically sure. you you it's, might not make it yeah, out of that I mean, you both. Know? like yeah right but the um the uh, you, you don't think about it when you go into that t- kind mm. of dynamic where you right. actually have to actively sign on a dotted line and says you relieve all responsibility for the doctor making a mistake kind of thing yeah um as opposed to addiction um because I, I really think it's because it both attacks physically and spiritually at that point. And it's getting into really the, uh, the you know, the psyche of the man. And you see a life-altering thing going on um, in addiction mm-hmm. and then in sobriety as well. So it changes you. It changes your makeup, changes the way you look at things. Sobriety does make things more right. clear. Well, it should make things more clear. So I do think, though, like depending on what causes like the heart disease or the heart, cardiac incident that requires heart surgery yeah. could absolutely result in the same kind right. of transformation. Sure, the trauma, the near-death experience, mm-hmm. kind right. of thing like that. Um, but it's most commonly heard in addiction is the only reason why I bring that up. And I just, I, I found that's it funny. an element in 12 step. Right. Yeah, right. For sure. And to me, the Christian goes, well, that's idolatry. It's just like all these other well, things. A lot of people within 12 step would say, well, that's because Bill was Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob were Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. So maybe they were professing believers. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine as a believer myself ever giving anyone permission to worship a God of their own understanding, regardless of how well it might like mm-hmm. temporarily soothe right. their anxiety. Right. So maybe I'm not, I would, I'm not commenting on their salvation because mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's none of my business. It's really where really. group therapy kind of <laughs> came up from, you know, Bill W and, uh, and, uh, what was the other guy's name? You Dr. just said Bob. it. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill Bob Wilson. there. And, um, they, you know, uh, a guy was locked up for his extreme alcoholism right. and they went and visited him and, um, the guy goes, what are you so here this to- is Like after Bill W has yeah. like a spiritual experience yeah. in, I think he's in a hospital. Sure. Most people in 12 step that have been there for any length of time can tell you his the own details of the story. Pretty, pretty like recall them to mind pretty quickly. Um, but he has this spiritual experience, like a visit from God and angel and he's immediately sober. Like mm-hmm. before he was like a destitute, like drunkard, right. Totally mm-hmm. dying basically from his alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know, abandoned by everyone. And mm-hmm. this spiritual experience occurs mm-hmm. and then he develops. Yeah. This the, program, this 12 step program, which like at the the historical beginning of of Alcoholics Anonymous, they ran people through in one day. Yeah. Right? And so most anybody that's familiar with 12-step, uh, that's not how it's done anymore. No, no, like it's you long-term. Get a sponsor. Sometimes right? you're you in it. steps for months and months and months. Sometimes, Sometimes it's a lifetime thing, yeah. Times, yeah. So, um... Well, one of this... It's, it's interesting even how, like, it's changed from yeah. the beginning. And, and one of these stories is, like I said, like, he went and visited a man who was locked up with uh, for alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this man goes, what are you here to lecture me? I've mm-hmm. heard it all before. And he goes, well, actually, we're here because it helps us. Yeah, exactly. Right? So Giving it's it this away. idea of sponsorship right. um, that... Sharing with right, that, another, like a, like a new alcoholic. Right. To keep our, yourself really sober. Alcoholic, right? Really. And it's just really... It's keep just what we have by giving it away. We all believe in accountability, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and st- Some it, of the it, things that happen <laughs> are, are brilliant, like excellent yeah. support type... Right structures. Anyway, I don't want to digress into a discussion about twelve step. Um, yeah, um, it's just a great example of 
what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> uh, back to like, yeah. what God says about picking up your cross. Right, right. And so it, it, it solves a lot of things, <laughs> really, when you understand what the dynamics is in breaking up the cross. So let's go. So, let's yeah. go into can it. We, can you can you define what? Let's define what that means. What does okay. it mean to pick up? To pick up my cross, <clears throat> I think, and we, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, but I just think this is so cool. This is Jesus talking about, he is, and we'll find right here, Nick is going to backtrack a little bit in the scripture so that we mm. get some more context, but he's foreshadowed, he's, I mean, it's not even foreshadowing, because foreshadowing is an allusion to mm. his death. He just got finished telling them yeah. exactly what was going to happen, right? Exactly. So, but he uses that like the metaphor it's which isn't right. really a metaphor he even rebukes a sinful right. thing said at him in or after he just uh uh pretty much prophesied and told about his death burial and resurrection right. and then used that sinful um disposition of peter to say pick up your cross um after what homaging uh, to the fact that He's going to die. And so so what is picking up your cross? Let's get the hard definition, and then we'll backtrack in uh, in some scripture. Okay. And then um, from the overflow of there, let's, right. we'll go back into the mind here. So back from, back to Matthew. Right? Yeah, 16, so back to Matthew uh, 16, 24. Um, if you know, anyone would come after me. Yep, let him deny himself and take up his cross. If you want right. to save so your life, you, that, yeah. What does if, that mean? Um, and really, I do believe, you know, uh, it is to crucify oneself as Christ just said he was going to do and uh, right. in this side of the new covenant as he did. Right, kind of right. Thing. What he's telling them will happen and what we yeah. know in history did happen. Right, so picking up your cross is not necessarily carrying your burdens, though I would say anybody that is carrying their burdens in the name of Christ is needs this, <laughs> this right. virtue in order to do so. Right. Um, you cannot carry your burdens without understanding that you have to go, what right be to, crucified with Christ right. to die to self deny self. Right. Um, I think I'm so glad like when we were talking before that you made that distinction because I think even I have had the tendency of thinking of like me picking up my cross as okay. Well, as long as I'm like struggling through something heavy yeah. and burdensome, that must mean mm -hmm. that I'm picking up my cross. <laughs> that yeah. must be what Jesus means. This here. is where Jordan Peterson fa uh, <laughs> fails as a theologian. Because mm -hmm. he mentions that all the time. But a Christian virtue of picking up your cross means, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the things that are hard, you take with you. Well, that's a category of suffering. But to be crucified with Christ goes much deeper than just our day-to-day -day right. sufferings. You bear the weight of the burden assigned to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. remember, he says that my burden in, is uh, is light. My yoke is easy. Right. My burden is light. Right? Ugh, that and it just, like, I know I, for it, I hope anyway, I'm not the only one whose mind that just like completely mm -hmm. blows because mm -hmm. when we think uh, or we try to think objectively about the type, the kinds of suffering mm. that we know are like is possible, the kinds of experience losses, like trials that we know we can, we have faced, we know we we could face in the there. It's I mean, our minds can kind of like run amok mm -hmm. with that but fear not mm -hmm. right <laughs> right right i mean he's overcome the world so right. you know a lot of people go well you know his burden you know is it is the yoke is easy the burden is light but there is still a yoke right, right? so it's it, you still feel it absolutely you feel it yeah. but like because when we understand i, I don't know this is going to sound so cheesy. The glory, the glory of the Lord, like being in relationship with him, what that actually means, mm -hmm. whatever the burden is becomes light. Yeah. And that isn't a diminishing statement about yeah. like how awful and horrible and mm -hmm. like utterly ugly and depraved some of our suffering mm. right. is, right? How awful it is yeah, to, to deny yourself. Right. Not that you don't recognize that you're suffering. Right. Not that you don't recognize that you need to do that. Right, right, right. But to die to self. Now, what is self? Right. Well, according what does that to the, mean? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What is <laughs> Actually, if you guys want to know about self or at least what Freud and Young thought about it, you can listen mm -hmm. to our first. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, it was the first episode series we recorded, but it was the second one we released. Much Ado About Self. Yeah, Much Ado About Self That's was great. That's Nick's yeah. favorite. Yeah. Um, still. I loved it. Yeah. I, it was fun. 
um, just the, I, I don't know. God bless uh, really that talk I was right there. I yeah. was pregnant. That's so right. like I wasn't, it was before Toby. It was a totally different, well, it was before he was. And we were doing it side. in uh, your yeah. mother-in-law's house. I had house. a totally different <laughs> yeah. uh, time frame in terms of like being able to. Uh, it's just, and I even think that we mentioned, you know, picking up your cross uh, in there too Did as we? well. well. Yeah. But I don't understand oh, we how might, we couldn't. Yeah. Have. Right. Right. This is the. This is the total antithesis of human secularism. Yes, what like secular psychology is right. going to encourage you to do, and it is the total antithesis to your natural anthropological yes. makeup. Right, exactly <laughs> to your reflex. Yeah. Okay, this yeah. this is what happens as you fight your flesh. Yeah. So now just think about this <laughs> yeah. for a second. Right. Like the, in here, I love that you brought that yeah. up because that like it should be a struggle, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should like hurt a little bit but remember his yoke is easy his, uh, yes so it's like uh, and i bring that up is because Rejoice, somebody right, might together. find that as to be in a contradiction you know what i mean mm -hmm. but he's saying my yoke is easy my burden is like it's a very kingly thing to yes, say it's just that i'm not requiring more than what i know right that what i required yeah. of yeah of you it's just Christ. this is yes obedience right i'm not saying obedience and you know Wash my feet and make sure you do this, this, this as an add-on. Uh -huh. Remember, Christ carried his cross. He went to the cross. He died. He resurrected. Mm -hmm. He gives you new life. Mm -hmm. And then he says, follow me. Right. And he's telling you to pick. Like, yeah. he is speaking in a metaphor, but he's also being literal, even mm -hmm. though the... <laughs> The disciples don't know that. Right. For Even though, as we'll see here in just a second, like he literally just got finished telling them. Yeah, and so we have a, actually a common situation that we all, um, um, you know, uh, probably been in for the sake of others um, because we love them. Um, and so we'll break that down so we don't want you to get the right idea. But, but Jesus does repute uh, Peter pretty harshly right here. Um, Peter, um, so we're going to go back. We're still in yeah. Matthew 16, but we're going to start. start in verse 21, right. but I even have to go back further. I'm not going to read, uh, uh, back further. I'm going to start in verse 21, but I, I want to set the scene here. Peter yeah. just, uh, was told by Christ, blessed are you, right? Because Peter just confessed that Christ, what was the, uh, what the was the Christ of God, right? You was are, the, yeah. you are the Christ. You yes. are the Messiah. Yes. And he says, blessed are you, Peter. It's not been revealed to you by man, but for my father in heaven. Right. right? So that's that's the context of this has yeah. just happened. Peter has just been affirmed, blessed. confirmed yeah. like Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Christ. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus has been uh, has blessed Peter in his. Exactly. Right. Proclamation of that. Yes. And then uh, and, and, uh, and he's like, I give you the keys of, uh, to heaven and all this stuff. And then he tells uh, the disciples strictly not to tell anybody. Uh, of this uh, as a right now um, because you can only imagine what would have happened. <laughs> um, um, and then verse 21 is where we'll start in. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed on the third day be and raised. On, and on the third day be raised. Okay, so he just talked about his death, burial, and resurrection from the overflow of confirming and vindicating Peter that he was the Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. For saying that he was the Christ. <laughs> okay. So when you describe your death, burial, and resurrection, mm -hmm. should be no problem. Oh, my gosh. Can I just say, like, I so relate to Peter. <laughs> yeah, what he's getting ready to do. Oh, man. I just, like, I have that foot and mouth disease right. really bad. And, and no, we're not talking about Peter's denial, even though like that's he remembered huge, this moment. Yeah, of course probably. Yeah. Just saturated with guilt even after having this conversation. Oh my gosh, I know I can't. Um, and 22, verse 22, right? Uh, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He began to rebuke Christ. Right. Saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Okay, so before you do any more explaining there, yeah, I thought it would be interesting to actually look up what Oxford says about the definition of rebuke. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> As a verb. Okay. This is a past tense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In the past tense. Uh, rebuke. Express sharp disapproval or criticism of someone because of their behavior or actions. Mm -hmm. For example, she had rebuked him for drinking too much. As a noun, 
a, uh, it is an expression of a sharp disapproval or criticism. He hadn't meant it as a rebuke, but Neil flinched. So this is Peter expressing <laughs> sharp disapproval, yeah. harshly criticizing what Christ yeah. has just said about what must happen. I feel like and understanding it, like making sure we pause around that for just a second. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Robin, foot and mouth. Oh, man. Poor Peter. And oh, what an idiot. And also, like, I'm Peter, you know? Um, it's. I think it changes how we understand the way that Jesus responds. Right, right. right. You know, it, and it can be this, uh, it, like, it's a, it's a chide or uh, a warning or, um, you know, obviously a rebuke, but it is fitting for the situation that it's built on. Right. So, which means Peter wasn't paying attention. Exactly. Or... Um, it's right. not, not just like, hey, I love you. This is never going to happen to you. He's not paying attention to what Jesus says. <laughs> right. And then what is he doing? Right. Giving in to what? You know, he's giving in to, um, well, first of all, his emotions yes. uh, in this. That's and, very emotionally led. Which is understandable. We've talked about this before the podcast. I was like, yeah. if you're, you know, it's like I do homeless ministry and right. I take people to rehab. And I have people in my cars that are, are not necessarily outstanding citizens of society sure. and could do things to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the There's ride. Risk involved in it. So when I tell my mother that, she has a, oh, be careful, don't do that, that kind baby. of thing like that. Right. But then think about what you're asking me here right. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, but um, at the same time, I understand that my mom wants me to be protected. And safe. I'm not going to listen to her at this point. <laughs> I just appreciate the love. Well, right. Yes, yes. So we can we can honor her desire to yeah. for you to be safe, right? But, but, but Jesus didn't do that. Mm-mm. Because it says, but he turned and said to Peter, basically, rebuking him back, right. uh, with, a, with a harsher... Right, much harsher. <laughs> ...sentence, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> He just said, blessed are you, Peter. Now he's calling him Satan. Right. Drastic. Just not even a chapter later. Not even <laughs> 10 verses yeah, later. verses later. Yeah. <laughs> he's calling Peter Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then he finishes off with this. You are a hindrance to me. You, Satan, yeah. are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Right. Right. Okay. So you keep going. Yeah. So... So uh, basically, you know, so Peter is now, he just rebuked uh, 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 Jesus after saying that he is Lord. He obviously didn't deny himself, which is the exhortation that we get in the following Den- verse. And so, right, denying himself would have meant to not mm-hmm. react impulsively, yeah. not react emotionally. Right. And we're making some assumptions about his motivation here, but I think we can... I mean, obviously he loved Christ. Right, he, Otherwise, he, he, why would he say that? Right. You know what I mean? No, I mean, and I can so relate with that. Like, no, like that's not going to happen. Like, stop. Don't even, and we'll just, protect you. You know, I can see. And it, just like my, you know, my example of my mother, I thank you for the love. Right, I right, got to right. go do this. Yes, but you're wrong. Jesus called him Satan. Yeah. No, I can't call my mom Satan. Right. Well, you're also not Christ. So right. like the work, while the work you're doing is extremely important, mm-hmm. it isn't as important as the work that Christ was about to do. Exactly. What mm-hmm. Peter was saying was the opposite and utterly destroy you wouldn't be a christian right now if he stopped right. if, them if what if what peter says is true mm-hmm. the gospel is lost right which means it had to come from satan right right which is i mean it starts to make a lot more sense right why jesus is using this harsh terminology right. so but he goes not on the things of god you don't have your mindset on the things of god but on man which makes sense because to deny yourself means to what not have uh, to have your mind on the things of god and not right, man right so now we know now there's this other piece that there's we- this other piece to deny yourself right. means to do the will of god mm-hmm. right right over so, your own so though will. burdens and sufferings are included in that but there's also it's great also, many other things it's much more broad than yes, just right. this like when i'm suffering You're right I'm autom- like that automatically means that I'm picking up my cr- no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, they're picking up your cross. It's a big part of it. Suffering is a big part of it. I'm not going to deny it's, that. It's a dis- like it's a decision, right? Yeah. It's like an intentional mm-hmm. awareness. Like that's the way that this is set up. 
pick up your cross, so, make a decision to do this. Right. It doesn't happen passively right. because it's real. Yeah. It's real. Remember the law of God is to love God, love neighbor. Right. Right. So in order to do that, follow Christ, which means to pick up your cross. Right. So this also affects your vertical relationship with God, your horizontal relationship with man. Right. We know how much our environment plays on this and changes us. Mm-hmm. Now your eyes are open to the will of God. How do you see your neighbor? How are you going to, what, go forward? Picking up your cross and denying yourself to love neighbor. Right. Uh, most of the, and the only reason why you would do that is because you love God in the first place. This will start to alter your mind alter your speech alter the things that you pay attention to if peter had his mind right right. if peter had his mind on what was he doing when when he was listening to jesus explain his death burial and resurrection oh i love this man so much (laughs) you if you guys could see nick he just like put his hand in his cheek in his palm you know like he was a schoolgirl. right now, but if he, ha- dreaming about. <laughs> if he had his mind on the things of God, mm-hmm. would he have paid attention a little bit more or would he have not even said that? You'd he, think. Yeah, you would. What we know for sure is he wouldn't even have said that. Right, like maybe I like just, to speculate all the other right, things. Maybe he doesn't say anything if he right. like really thinks through yeah. what it is he's saying. Oh, so, man, again, I relate to that so fully. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And really, it all boils down. My buddy just said this the other day. Elvis Kesto, if you're listening. <laughs> But it does all boil down to knowledge. It all uh, boils down to the fact of what you know. And in order to know things, obviously the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Lord. But it also encompasses listening. Of course. Right? Right. He may have listened. Obviously he did. Otherwise he wouldn't have responded the way he did. But even in his listening, he did not have the correct disposition in mind to make um, a sound comment right. about what he said right peter saying something is not a problem not right it's what it's what it's he is saying what he is saying right and what he is saying was actually saying no messiah i'm gonna prevent you from dying right. and rising again right or right like right if what he is insisting will be the mm-hmm. future actually right. occurs mm-hmm. like we said the gospel is lost christ right. doesn't atone right there is no yeah. propitiation of wrath. Yeah. There like it it wrecks mm-hmm. everything. Right. Now and so like you said, I think again, it just that makes like this directive and like identification of like Satan like mm-hmm. so so much more profound and understandable because mm-hmm. I you know, I shared with you. I remember the first couple of times reading that and thinking, "Oh my gosh, like it's so harsh how harsh it would be to like you know Mm -hmm. like peter just wants to like say no man we've got Mm -hmm. your back like he Mm -hmm. wants to encourage Mm -hmm. christ here but and he called him satan doesn't sound like like satan would want to save your life at all no he actually in this case he would (laughs) it's actually a hundred percent important right like he must respond this way Mm -hmm. um and that's not so, me like limiting you know, God. How many it, times have character, we, right? How many times have we entered into conversations and had those emotional appeals, maybe with good intentions, right. but they're not the things of God. How many times have we comforted somebody mm-hmm. with not God's wisdom? Right. Oh my God. I basically Lord, Yeah. All heaven forgive me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um Or how many times have we comforted somebody like uh, so this would fall into that category. How many times have we comforted someone? Out of a desire to like alleviate discomfort in us, mm-hmm. right? Like when we, this happens all the time in grieving. Mm-hmm. When somebody goes through a loss and the loss is, tre- you know, tremendous mm-hmm. and they don't feel better immediately, mm-hmm. like it's, we're very quick to not tolerate prolonged, you know, sad emotional states. Yes. It makes us uncomfortable. We have no idea what to say. We want right. to fix it, but it absolutely has, it's right. not up to us to fix anything. You know, like uh, when your child falls down on the ground and you see that they're not crying, mm-hmm. one of the things not to do is emotionally react to the fact that yeah. they've fallen on the ground. Oh, my baby, my baby. Because he's, part, he's going yeah. to emulate what, what you're giving off right there, mm-hmm. and then he's going to start crying. So, But if you pick him up and go, you're all right. Yeah, or what we do at my and with Toby is we clap and it's yeah. like, so that is absolutely a way yeah. that I get his feel attention like off I of have yeah. picked up my cross in this yeah. area yeah. in 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 so that like dying to self means managing 
that reflex anxiety mm-hmm. because of my baby, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not, it's absolutely not okay mm-hmm. for me to mm-hmm. give, to transfer that anxiety to him. Yeah. He needs, I want him to like want to run and climb and mm-hmm. be, and take risks. And like be a little boy. I yeah, really yeah. do. Yeah. I, and he doesn't need my, like me becoming afraid, right? Yeah. In that moment, like lacking trust or lacking the the wherewithal to acknowledge God's like perfect love for my son, mm-hmm. total sovereignty. Like mm-hmm. I, there's no need for me to worry, right? So this means also that love, though we have emotions and we feel those and the chemicals are, it really is, again, I'm going to use the word predicated, predicated <laughs> upon our beliefs about love, which generate what the brain chemicals fizzing and how we react and you sure. know, the normalities of things. But that love is actually defined by God. Right. It's his character mm-hmm. and he's given us a revelation. Mm-hmm. So when we go, well, I'm just, I just love you. That's why I'm saying that. Peter could have said that right afterwards, mm-hmm. but then he, but yeah, he, yeah, he, that's why Jesus said, get behind me, right. Satan. Because so, what like, you're doing is man things. Yeah. <laughs> you're focused on yeah. like flesh. You're focused on the right. pain and grief associated with loss. You're right. not, you're not focused on eternity. You're not focused on, you don't, you do not understand right. what you say. Going back to this notion, how much would our minds change about our world and environment if we simply thought that, the, first of all, that definitions come from God. Yeah. Uh, that right, def- right. If all of the way we define things come from God, right? yes, including love, yes, so that we don't emotionally react uh, react to things that are actually Based the total opposite. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. We do this all the time. Pastor, we've mentioned this in Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. that some pastors are getting up and go, "We don't want to create waves for somebody you know yes. that actually believed in abortion, and now they're devastated. Right, they're scared yeah, because oh. they're worried about their devastation." And how to comfort them and through their devastation instead of what? Prepping them <laughs> and and actually putting the things of God into their mind so that they don't have right, this kinds right. of devastation. That they would actually rejoice. Right. So uh, wisdom leads to rejoice. This is exactly why he says anybody that, 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 uh, that lives will lose their life. Anybody right. that dies, dying to self, denying yourself, will find their life. Right, we'll find dying it. to yourself living for christ i right. mean it really is just it's that pretty, simple right so and but i feel like it was important that we kind of define what that means right, right? Mm-hmm. um you know how like how do you how do you die to self mm-hmm. and i think i'm sure there are theologians that have like waxed and like poetic about this and sure. better than i will um and just to kind of build off something that you were saying before we started recording it is it's about like pr- like priority shifting right mm-hmm. placing your obedience to god and mm-hmm. your love of neighbor above everything else mm-hmm. and what that looks like yeah. how that manifests in mm-hmm. your like in your emotions in your thoughts and your behavior and your respective roles in life and the disposition and position right. which god has placed you in so like okay <laughs> i'm a man i already have one thing going right. on and then where has he put me as a man? <laughs> and right. There's two. <laughs> oh, right, right. And then what's the end result? There's three. And then what do I uh, what do I view about past, present, and future? I mean, it, it mm-hmm. just, it's all going to play into that area. And then, boom, I carry my cross through that. They're right. the grace allotted for me. This, I think it is important. Like, scripture, we keep talking about, like, the yoke is light. The What was it? The yoke is like the burden is Yeah, easy. the yoke is easy. The, the burden yoke is, is light. easy. The burden, yeah. burden is light. Um, that doesn't mean that you won't experience suffering. Suffering, mm-hmm. guys. We're gonna just keep saying. I feel like we could say this during like every episode. I, I, again, anyone yeah. that like is missing the suffering piece of of the gospel, Christ died innocent. If you think that 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 like in any way you are owed, mm-hmm. or that you will somehow be immune to like calamity or tragedy mm-hmm. you are mistaken now yeah. that doesn't mean that you should walk around in fear yeah in fact exactly the opposite like it is understanding how because of christ's sacrifice your relationship to god your standing with god is repaired mm-hmm. holy right yeah. righteous that makes that burnt the burden mm-hmm. 
burden easy, burden light, <laughs> yoke easy. I'm totally yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So it, that I feel like it is really weighty and it can be, that could be confusing. Like what this isn't saying is that you aren't going to feel things. Mm-hmm. You should be feeling things. Let's, uh, let's respond to this. Cause, uh, like, just like Paul in Romans nine, always answering questions to somebody that hasn't asked the question, but he's anticipating yeah, the that. question. Okay. I'm suffering some kind of mental illness. Is God divinely saying, deal with it <laughs> and pick up your cross mm. in my disposition? But how do I achieve the remedy or mm. comfort through our exhortation? So you know, in there? part of like, it might be that part of bearing your cross means struggling and suffering through the effects of mental illness. But mm. I, what I, that does not mean that you mm. don't seek help. It doesn't mean that you don't exactly. seek treatment, that sometimes medications are called for and necessary Necessary. that like that isn't Mm -hmm. and that's why this is so important Mm -hmm. doing it the like quote unquote hard way for the sake of doing it is Mm -hmm. not picking up your cross either no so don't make that mistake don't suffer unnecessarily Mm -hmm. just because you think it makes you like a better this is what i tell everybody addiction i'm more of a fan of abstinence recovery programs than i am um uh, opioid-based detoxes. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, detox that. isn't a like. Yeah, isn't detox is just so that you can physiologically exactly right. So, like, like I'm saying, like, uh, I don't want to combat opioids with an opioid addiction or any kind of methadone or anything like that. I'm, 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 I'm oh, for. Yeah, you don't want to replace with another I'm, chemical. Yeah, exactly. I'm for abstinence. Uh, they're not really. Uh, cold, you, you're saying like cold turkey. Abstinence. Well, yes, but I mean, if we're going to get into a program that is an abstinence-based program, there are ways to mitigate. Oh, yeah, medically detox. Yeah, to to, <laughs> but, but not induce you're any. Down within like a week. Exactly. And then within like a week or two, you are no longer on yeah. any of the. Now I did cold turkey. Uh, yeah, I wasn't Christian when I was doing this. I was just uh-huh. I didn't know any other way to do it. I just was doing it. I've <laughs> yeah. done I do, I've done a medical detox and yeah. I also have done my own yeah. cold turkey. Yeah, and there are things to mitigate uh, serious withdrawals with certain yes. abstinence. And uh, there yeah. are certain things like substances. I mean, we're we're being yeah. really specific that you should not like immediately stop without medical supervision. Yes, exactly. Like specifically yeah. alcohol. We don't know how intense your withdrawals um, are going to be. But the reason why I, I I bring that part up is I'm re- I, I'm I'm a fan of abstinence recovery, so pick up your cross. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, you know what I mean? Deal with the withdrawals. That's not what picking up your cross no. actually means. Right. I mean the fact that you're wanting to get better and to recover mm-hmm. because you know that it was sinful. Right. And that you're going and picking up your cross and looking at the remedies to the problem. When the overwhelming desire, the compulsion, the impulse comes over you, the temptation to use. Right. right, Again, you deny. Yeah. You deny that impulse. Yeah. Right. Right. That's That's it. That's it. You're denying yourself. From thinking, idol worship. yeah, idol worship, right? Um, you're denying you yourself from no worshiping yourself, me, from right? worshiping yourself, from thinking like men, for not having the for things treasuring in mind, right? Things outside of right. God, or or esteeming other treasure to be like right. more important or more treasureful. That's yeah. the word uh, of more value or worth than God, right? And so, remember, picking up your cross, you know. It, to somebody in Greek times like that mm-hmm. <laughs> would understand. He goes, wait, hold on. He's telling me to pick up a cross, place it on a hill and die on it. Mm-hmm. Die on it. Right. Which means. Die to self. It's just, I think we can. Our baptism shows that we should be living like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like we can <laughs> infer that. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't use that word. I don't mean it in like a let's put our like project our own ideas into the scripture um i think that like it is implied Mm -hmm. that it is self-sacrificing when you Mm -hmm. die to self that sacrificial component Mm -hmm. right and what like what do we associate at least emotionally with sacrifice it's not easy Mm -hmm. Easy in the, like, psychological experience mm-hmm. of it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel great. I right. mean, not that it can't. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but this type of, like, 
deciding that you aren't going to worship alcohol over God, deciding mm-hmm. that you aren't going to worship sex over God, mm-hmm. deciding that the sin that put Christ mm-hmm. on the cross mm-hmm. is not welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. as you're a new creation. Right, right. Um, I mean, Paul said that the natural things of men reject the things of God. Right. What was that? Was that from... Uh, That's, uh, uh, it's in First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Yeah, 2, but this ties with Romans 3, Romans 1, that we suppress the truth and unrighteousness, that no one is good, and that, uh, I mean, we're reformed, right? It's mm-hmm. This is total depravity, right, that we're talking about. Why is the natural things of man opposed to the things of God? Because the natural things of man are concerned about the things of man, not right. God. This is sin. This is... Total depravity. Nature. This is original sin. This yeah. is our biological makeup. This is the beginning of Romans. Right. Guys. So, and I, we, we could probably talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, like episode after episode about this. But um, and, and and God's telling you to forego all of that. Now right. you can't do that without what you know, having a new anthropological makeup, which right. is a new heart being born right. again, heart all of, of that flesh. stuff. So the scripture, I'm going to just, so this is 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. for they are folly to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so true of me, Mm -hmm. pre-salvation. And he is not able to understand them because Mm -hmm. they are spiritually discerned. Mm -hmm. Like God is not with him, Mm -hmm. right? The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. Mm -hmm. For who has understand them? Who has understood, excuse me, the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But Mm -hmm. we have the mind of Christ. Right. So this he's just drawing a distinction like this is who you are as a natural in your natural predisposition, which Mm is laid out through all of Scripture. But Paul summarizes real nicely for us in Romans. Mm -hmm. And now we're understanding uh, our natural our natural like predisposition. If we're going to use like an evolutionary Mm -hmm. term is to rebel Mm -hmm. to be a hater of god that is our sin nature and original orientation towards god because of the fall that's the natural thing the natural person right so he's talking about somebody who is unsaved in really like in in a a juxtaposition position to somebody who is Mm -hmm. right so like think about gender dysphoria I believe it. I mean, we've mentioned this in uh, our uh, some of our crossover uh, episodes that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about it. It's a real thing, right? Like, right. There are, it doesn't surprise me that there are men and women out there that are confused about who they are internally or feel something else based off of what they believe about themselves, the environment, their genes, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the secular's um, uh, wisdom in that... Right is is remember if they were to read the gospel it would be folly to them. So right. the secular wisdom is what? Well, surgery, right? <laughs> or Take other care things, of yourself, but yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Feed just affirm desire. who you are, right? Right. Yeah, this just is aff- how you feel. Great. This is how you feel. So man's feelings are internal, mm-hmm. right? 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 We worship of creation and yes. not God, right? Uh, and it's subjective. It's opinionative. What everybody else is doing, I'm going to do, right? Right. Um, changing. And so it gets confusing because what they what they pointed out was the reality of gender dysphoria, what their wisdom in remedy is opposed to the things of God. Mm-hmm. And we go, all right, it is real, and here's the remedy, and that is what? Okay, and so we're going to teach them about Christ. We're going to teach them about the image of God. We're going to show them the nature of picking up the cross in hopes that... Um, that starts to transform them and that right. starts to rearrange them in their mind. And you will see their, what their biochemical makeup, especially neurological, right? Like start to change mm-hmm. and start to acclimate to that belief system mm-hmm. and to a new environment, which they're viewing. Mm-hmm. And it really is perception at that point. And then the, your environment starts to change. Oh, what is that? <laughs> and it's very adaptive. It's very adaptive. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be overnight? No. Is the struggle, can the struggle get so intense you want to give up that you want sure. yeah uh, uh, of course Probably there are very often. there are very uh, degrees of varying degrees of you know the human suffering in the mind but still jesus says this yeah so sometimes it seems so harsh to go pick up your cross mm-hmm. however 
to an outsider, it feels like, well, it's folly. Right. What do you mean? By well, and you're not like another piece of this too that's important to remember is like you don't have to do that alone. Right. You but are if, a member of the body. But to an insider, it's like, you know, it's like driving a diesel. It looks very complicated. But once you learn it, you realize all the controls are here. Here's the steering wheel. Here's the shifter. It's going to get me from point A to B. Um, it doesn't seem so complicated after I know about it. Right. <laughs> I can actually quite as overwhelming. I enough. can actually just drive this now across country. You know, um, as before, I didn't. I couldn't do that. So it seems it doesn't even seem like I want to do that kind right. of thing. But hey, man, if the you know if I can get in there and I can learn all of this stuff and I can drive then that wisdom makes the perfect, much more perfect right, right. sense right. than somebody who's speaking gibberish to me kind right. of thing. And to be honest, that's how we view the secular world too as well. It's like, ugh, <laughs> I can't drive with that, uh, with that wisdom there, yeah. you know right. what I mean? Because it's not wisdom, it's folly. It's folly. And it, and it, it only uh, serves to advocate, you know, the mental illness for being there permanently or never getting resolved right, in such right. a way where well, you have peace. Your identity then is like reformed, restructured around like, okay, well, so now I'm this, I'm, I am Robin and I have post-traumatic stress disorder mm -hmm. or I am Nick and I have uh, yeah. generalized anxiety or major yeah. depressive. Right. So like. I'm an addict. Yeah. But <laughs> as a Christian, your identity is rooted in Christ. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't feel mm -hmm. right, your feeling has nothing to do with the like truth of as a saved christian a believing christian your identity that's where identity is rooted mm -hmm. uh, that's the gospel like you want it to be and so identif identified now we see the mechanism of why though he has a burden why it's light yeah though he has a yoke why it's easy right the things that he's given you in his grace from the understanding of who you actually are right to the grace of salvation <laughs> right uh, to the understanding of what sin and righteousness are by the giving of the law actually lets you deny yourself and pick up your cross right but still the awareness of a burden being light because mm -hmm. i'm telling you and you see it out there in the secular culture you mess up once ain't no forgiving right Cancel you mess up 10 years ago and somebody finds your tweet there ain't no i forgiving. know i know right <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're not even allowed to become better. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you ever made a mistake well, it ever. It just depends on how much money you got. You know what right, I mean? Right, and right. what you want to support and what your oh, uh, PR, how good your PR episode, team is. Yeah. But, oh, <laughs> but, oh. And we're talking about celebrities at this point, but it, that could be anybody mm -hmm. at, at this point. It could be any of us. But Christ says, yeah. you know, we hold the spirit with no regrets. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you don't have remorse about the things that you've done in the past. But he saved you, right. and he saved you for a reason. You don't regret that, that reason. Right. So therefore, we don't look behind us and cry unto despair. Right, right. right? We cry unto the hope. Godly right. sorrow produces repentance right. without regrets, whereas a worldly sorrow bleeds to death. There mm -hmm. is no way out of it. Right. We have a way out of it. So we don't hold regret into us and live in that. Right. You know, if we right. regret at all, it's in light of the fact that we know that we're saved. We shouldn't have done what we we've done, done. But right. now we I can go forward. Yeah. yeah. We shouldn't have <laughs> sinned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the world's uh, regret is I can never wash this away. There's no forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And so now we have talks about what? Self-love, self-forgiveness. Yes. A way to try to get in there. I think eventually, especially psychologically in the back of somebody's mind, Somebody knows that's completely full of crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're still walking according to that, even right. though they're saying to himself, forgive myself, forgive myself, forgive myself. The and I'm like, the same group of yeah. people that like touts that self-love, self-forgiveness, like yeah. mantra are the, is the group that will cancel you. If you, you know, Anthony speak immediately. I, I love this man. Yeah. He's, he's dead now and he committed suicide. Anthony Bourdain is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And I hate to bring up, but I remember him talking about, Self-grace, self-love, mm -hmm. self-forgiveness. And at the end of the day, right, it didn't serve him. It didn't save him. It didn't save him. No. Um, and, and what a tragedy. Yeah, what yeah. a tragedy. Brilliant, An image bearer, right. Brilliant man. I loved his thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, And so I hope that helped yeah. um, as well as describing the nature of picking up your cross. Right. Denying oneself, denying human wisdom, right. following after right. God. So, so if you, like that, I relate so much to this of like motherhood, mm -hmm. like if you are being self-sacrificial, right. If you are emulating Christ 
to your children, to your husband, if you are being obedient over like any desire that you might have, whether it's selfish or not, mm-hmm. like that is a sacrificial act. I yeah. like, and I would categorize it as a means of picking up your cross, mm-hmm. right? Not allowing yourself to despair in mundane mm. tasks, like knowing that the work God's given you is good work. Pray for me on that one. Uh, <laughs> so it we, is, it's convic- it should, per- but it should permeate all the parts of our life. Yes, it should. Mm-hmm. It should. And so we hope this uh, again, it's helpful, yeah. yeah, this is helpful. <laughs> um, if you would like to hear a little bit more details into this, um, I would love to bring studies and empirical studies sure. and analyze it in the virtue of picking up your cross to see if we were to come to different conclusions of how to handle this particular disposition of the mind. Um, and I think I'm going to do that when I get home. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, um, I'm happy to keep talking about it. But. Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is suffering in this world. You will have to deny yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember, it is what Christ has done, why you should go and do likewise. And and what he has done um, gives, uh, gives you the ability to take heart because why he has overcome the world. Love you guys. Love you.